It's a bonus edition of the Coaches Show as we keep you busy listening to the New York Red Bulls radio network during the preseason. I'm Matt Harmon. Hope you enjoy this latest episode on the importance of the Red Bulls Academy and tons more with director Sean McCafferty. doing our best to try and keep you busy here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. We have done a coaches show, a players only, and inside the booth, we're going to throw a bonus, what we're calling coaches show here for you, and spend some time with the director of the Red Bulls Academy. That is Sean McCafferty, who is good enough to give us some time here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. I'm, of course, Matt Harmon. Uh, Coach, appreciate you coming by and, and spending some time with us. I would have to think for you, this start of the season the academy's now back up and going you're trying to keep uh, and pay attention to the first team the second team all the academies it's got to be a hectic time for you as the red bulls academy director it's definitely a busy period but uh busy is good uh, i was fortunate enough to get on the first team for a week of preseason kind of deeper understanding the philosophy spent some time with chris and the staff and you know, it's been very advantageous. Get right back into it, sharing that information with our academy staff and making sure everybody's aligned to our philosophy and, and how we're going to do things. So different with the academy. It's more mid-season getting going again versus the first team and second teams. You know, this is their preseason. But it was uh, it was great to see some of the young guys down there uh, and doing well, some of the academy guys. John Sulkin had a good camp, I thought. I'm biased for sure. But ultimately it was, uh, again, a great experience and something we can bring back to our academy coaches uh, and ultimately, you know, trickle that down to our players. You know, so much in in just that specific answer that I can follow up and talk about. Um, the thing that struck me right away is you spending time down in preseason with the first team, talking with Chris and the rest of his staff, and bringing back the philosophy, the style of play to the academy teams. Because we've seen it probably more that natural transition from the USL, New York Red Bull 2, to the senior team here with, with Major League Soccer and the New York Red Bulls, but it's a it's a whole organizational idea. So whether you're watching the U15 team for the New York Red Bulls play or the MLS team, the style of play should be very similar. That's exactly it. I mean, we, we should be able to wear a kind of, uh, not a uniform, and you should see it's a Red Bull team just because of the way that we play. Um, our identity is everything. Um, it's kind of non-negotiable from the first team all the way down to the academy. It's something that I personally think that is unique, and I think it differentiates us uh, because, again, everything is connected, and it has to be connected because ultimately the players that we're working with on a daily basis at the academy level, we want to see them debut at Red Bull Arena. Uh, and the more aligned we can get them with the philosophy, then the, the transitions from age group to age group or youth to pro become a little bit more seamless. Uh, and I know the first team staff would love something that's more, I get closer to a finished product. Um, and that's our goal. You know, we want more of those types of players and, you know, kind of Tyler Adams is a poster boy for us when you look at him and the things that he's done and through every single level in the club. You know, that's that's the, the standard and that, that's what we want to develop. You know, he, he being Tyler is definitely an interesting point because not only did he come through the academy, he came through the RDS program as well. So he, you say poster boy, he's almost poster boy magnified because he <laughs> hit so many different levels along the way. Played RDS, got recognized, moved to the academy, 
played New York Red Bull 2 with the USL, um, then Major League Soccer, then made the move over to Germany with Leipzig. I mean, I, I guess in a way, he's the story that you as the academy director and New York Red Bulls is trying to tell a little bit more, right, from the perspective of look at what can happen if you're part of what we do here. 100% correct. I mean, he is every step, he took those steps. And I think it's vitally important, and we articulate to our players, you can't skip the steps. It's a vital uh, part of their development. Uh, and you have to be you know, hungry and humble enough to understand the benefit of every step. Um, our youth programs is the best in the nation, second to none. The job that they do, um, developing players. And you know, I, I use this statistic where our under-12 academy this year, 100% of those players came through our RDS and youth programs and pre-academy programs. That bodes so well for the future because we know, you know, they're Red Bull players. You know, they're, they're, they love the club. They've been through it. They understand the philosophy. So now we can start at a further point. Once they come into that U12-13, then we would have to potentially with players maybe from outside. You know, it was interesting. I saw today walking around in the mill room Connor Laid, who was the first homegrown signing for this New York Red Bull organization. Um, the connection that maybe we goes on, whether it's Connor who's now retired or talking about Tyler or having other players still around, like a Sean Davis, uh, John Tolkien, the, the, the newest kind of homegrown signing. How important is it to keep the connection with the guys that have been through it and talk to the younger players who are now starting to go through it? It's essential. I mean, these guys are role models. You know, we look at it even from the academy standpoint. The 12s look up to the 15s. The 15s look up to the 19s. And players like Sean, who is, you know, not just been a, a fantastic um, ambassador for the academy, but is just, you know, the first team player, Red Bull through and through. And just a great, humble young man who's always willing to come in and, and, and help out with our, our partner clubs and come to certain events. And I think Red Bulls is more than that, more than just the player is, is, is the person, you know, and I think the philosophy and how we play is also tied into the types of people that you want to develop, um, which is a part of our, absolutely a part of our philosophy as well. Not just developing great players, but can we develop great people? You keep talking about, and, and I've been fortunate enough to be part of the media side of things since 2015, you keep talking about the philosophy, and it's been something that's been stressed here over the last several years for sure. When it is discussed, the philosophy, which is pressing and getting after teams, I'd have to think from the perspective of the academy, it makes it pretty fun to tell a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old player, in a way, it's high energy all the time. Um, not, that, not that there's not a place for the possession-type soccer or the different types of tactics that might go and, and, and other teams play, but, man, I, I mean, I'm thinking to my, my own kids – just go and get after it, that's got to be a huge selling point to just how Red Bull plays. It absolutely is. I mean, it's, it's an entertaining, energetic, fun way to play. And honestly, observe. If I'm there and I'm watching, I'm, I'm there as academy director and I'm thinking of maybe different things and our top talents, who's excelling, who do we need to push up. But I want to enjoy it at the same time. It has to be a good spectacle. And anytime the Red Bull teams are playing, it's exciting. It's quick-paced. Um, as you said, you're getting after teams. You're trying to dominate Every aspect of the game. Um, at the academy level, we, we've definitely looking to improve our with the ball uh, mentality in regards to the, you know, if it's on the play a little bit more direct and behind, then that's what you do. I mean, the best teams in the world do it. If it's on the play short, then play short. If it's on the play quick, play quick. So we have to help the players understand the whys. You know, what? here's your decision. How have you come to that decision? Are there other solutions? So for us, it's, Staying true to the philosophy, but understanding that the players are still very young and in the learning phases. 
So they're going to have to fail. They're going to have to make mistakes and they're going to have to learn from them. And ultimately, with that learning then comes growth. A bonus edition of our Coaches Show, spending some time with Red Bull Academy Director Sean McCafferty here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Uh, Sean, for you, you were brought to the organization the end part of July last year. Has your head stopped spinning in a way? Because I would, I would think coming mid-season, um, mid-season meaning for the, for the first team in USL and so much going on during the course of the summer, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind for you maybe personally. In a good it, way. In the, honestly, the most positive way possible. Um, when people ask me, uh, how's it going? Uh, I say, and I'm very genuine, it has surpassed every expectation. I think the inclusive nature and the connection between the professional and the academy has made the transition so much easier. Um, everybody's willing to, to speak, to help, help me understand the philosophy, the landscape. Um, you know, I'm familiar with the Northeast, having you know, lived in the, the Pennsylvania area for 15 years, understanding the, the Northeast mentality, which I love. So... But it was just exciting getting to know the players, getting to know the staff, um, you know, observing and, and just seeing how we do things, where we can make improvements, um, both from a player standpoint, um, our staff, you know, philosophy as well um, is, you know, it was a big uh, ambition of ours this year to be better with the ball and, and not be 100 mile an hour all the time. We have to be able to go to 100 to 70 is one of the terms we use is, you know, you, you need that quality in 100 mile an hour all the time becomes a little bit inconsistent for us. So just implementing those little simple things I think has been fantastic enjoyable and the players to be fair have embraced it um, and ensuring that we're staying to our philosophy but then can we be even better again and I think that's the for me that's the measure of success we went to Austria my second week here with our 2004 group we played against Chelsea uh, Valencia you know some of the top teams in Europe and we did exceptionally well um, so just the experiences uh, that you get be in this position i understood the magnitude of the club but i still think i underestimated um honestly i think we've surpassed my expectations on and off the field and we're excited about the next steps for you personally i know you have a hand in all of the academy teams but which ones do you coach maybe more so than some of the other ones or do you have your hands on on each and every academy team as they kind of come through the system um I don't coach uh, as such any of the teams. So my job is to really um, help the staff that we have fully understand the philosophy and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, we, we tell them, listen, it's a team sport, but our individuals will make debuts at Red Bull Arena. So we have to focus on, listen, who are the guys that we look at at the top talents? Who's the guys we need to push up to play up a year, up two years to accelerate the development? You know, we, we don't have to win. You know, I think it's, you know, people say that, but it, it's the honest truth. You know, our job we develop in young players to one day sign professional contract. That is the measure for success, and it's the only measure for success. If we do things correctly, we'll win a lot of games. And that's just a byproduct of obviously developing the players in our philosophy. Um, my job is to know every single player in and out. We have six teams from the U12s through the U19s, so I have a good handle on every player, you know, knowing a little bit about the players. Um, but more than that is, the staff. It really is the staff development because ultimately they're responsible for their groups and will have much more impact at the higher level that they can perform at. Um, so I'm, I've enjoyed that. It's probably the first time that's happened. They've been set up in that manner. Um, and we've also brought in an academy manager, Ryan Brooks, to split the role. So the operational side, the logistical side, the administrative. I mean, he's been unbelievable, phenomenal in everything we want to accomplish to improve our everyday training environment. He's got it done, uh, and I'm 100% sure that it was just me 
we wouldn't have made the, the strides that we've made. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back on the backside of this, we'll spend some more time with Sean McCafferty talking about the Red Bulls Academy, a look ahead um, to what should be an exciting season, both on the Major League Soccer side, the USL side, and the Academy side. After a quick break, right back on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. Back here, our bonus coaches show, trying to fill up your offseason as the New York Red Bulls getting set to take on FC Cincinnati March 1st, the start of the MLS season. I'm Matt Harmon, myself, Steve Jolly. We broadcast the games for you on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Really happy to spend some time here with Sean McCafferty, the academy director for the New York Red Bulls. Sean, I was trying to think of the best way to kind of phase, phrase this to you because in the structure of Major League Soccer now, being the academy director – your role and impact is so important in what has become a super competitive type. Who's got the best academy? Who's signing players to the USL, the MLS contracts more so than the others, especially here with New York, a team and a franchise and an organization that does like to give young players an opportunity. Yeah, I think, listen, everybody's trying to get better. And I think it's great because it raises a level of everything that we're doing uh, more self-aware, but ultimately Red Bulls, our identity is we want our young players to come through and play in our first team. That is success. I mean, some of the best talents have come through our system. I think that's a huge advantage for us in attracting players, knowing that if you're good enough, you will be given an opportunity. We have a history of doing that. Um, again, we've numerous examples of players going up, you know, taking those steps and going up the pyramid, so to speak. So I, I feel that we're in a great position right now to take the next step as well. You know, we've brought some really talented players through our first team, but we need more and we need higher level. Uh, and I think we're in a good position to take that next step with the programs that we've put in place, such as the homestay and obviously the, the kind of professionalizing the 19s and 17s with the flexible school. So we're, we're really working towards that next step. Let's get into that a little bit more. You, you mentioned the U19s and the, and the 17s having a different structure and a different training program to kind of accelerate maybe their process of what it's like to be a professional and get ready to make that next move. Yeah, I mean, contact time is the most important for us. Uh, and unfortunately, with the, you know, you get you have school, your evening training, um, you know, evenings traffic around this area, especially, it becomes very challenging to have the contact time that we like with the players. So our academy manager, Ryan Brooks, and I decided we, we need to professionalize the 19s. What are the steps? So contacting all of the schools, the families, getting them on a, a flexible schedule with a make sure we're still taking care of the academic um, you know, side of it and getting all of their credits done and what have you in classes. We're now able to move their training to a, a 2 p.m. start, which gives us multiple um, advantages such as more contact time, video. We can obviously make sure they're eating the correct types of food. Um, pleasure called into the USL. They're now more readily available for the USL. When you go to the schools, we need them slightly earlier. They at least know these players on a different pathway. So, you know, I say professionalize the age group because ultimately the majority of these 18-year-olds are young men. Um, and we want to give them the best chance possible in the best environment that they're going to see at the USL, that they're going to see it the first time. We believe it's going to accelerate their development um, by simply that day-to-day -day competitiveness and, and getting after it, the you know, the simple things that it's earlier in the day, they have more energy. 
you know, versus a 7.30 CS session at night where you've had a full day, you're exhausted. It's just not the same quality and it, it's, it's not conducive for developing top pros. Is something like that with the 19s, the 17s, and then talking about the homestay idea and program, is that the New York Red Bulls Academy trying to stay one step ahead maybe of everybody else? Because you've got NYCFC in the area. You've got the Philadelphia Union in the area. And I know sometimes the, the lines blur a little bit in terms of the geography of everything and, and the restrictions that maybe go along with it. But um, knowing that there are two other real local teams in the area trying to stay at the top of the MLS Academy list, probably something that you, I would say, have dreams, nightmares, and somewhere in between all the time. Yeah, I, again, I think competition's healthy. I honestly do. I think we have a clear identity of who we are and the types of players we want and the types of people we want. Um, we have to do the best job possible with our scouting. We have to do the best job possible of getting to know these players, doing our due diligence, that they're going to be the right types of players and have longevity in our academy. Um, you know, other clubs have done some innovative things in, in some different ways that maybe we, we might be behind on. But what I do know is that we are looking at our own environment and we're thinking, how do we maximize the, the time that we have and how do we get the most out of these players? We have to be able to give them the best possible opportunity and training and learning environment in order for them to succeed. Otherwise, we haven't done right by them and that's why we're making these, these changes. As you said, the 19th night train during the day, our 17s, we're looking to work with them. So come August, which is the start of the, the new season for the academy, uh, then they'll both be during the day. So now our top players that we really look at is who, we, who do we see, who do we envision signing a professional contract come November, come December. We can really put them in an environment where the first team staff, second team staff can see them on a more consistent basis. And honestly, as we advocate for them, now can we get them bought in as well. How difficult, Sean, was it for you to come in when you did last year in that time frame where um, just the, the timing of it, there was really essentially no academy director that you were replacing. There was no head of scouting that you could work with probably on a day-to-day -day basis. Was it, was it an extra challenge for you to come in when you did? Um, and maybe, and again, thinking of the idea of catching up a little bit, was there some catching up to do for you in your position? I never look at anything as a challenge. I honestly look at it as an opportunity. Um, you have to be, you know, okay, this is our reality. How do we make our reality better? And that's how we, we, we looked at it. There was a, an open position at the U15s, um, and we, we interviewed and brought in a coach that I was familiar with that I know was at a, a top level uh, on the field and off the field. So it was important that we get the right people in, first of all. Um, so we've really kind of done a good job of that. I think the club, myself and Ryan Brooks, the academy manager, started on the same day, which really helped in that regard because it's not one person trying to, you know, implement the style, get to know the players, watch the on the field, um, which is the most important, the training, the games, because there's so much to do logistically, operationally, that splitting that role has been, the, I believe, the biggest reason um, that we've been able to, in seven months, implement so many positive changes. Um, you know, working with the surrounding clubs has been a huge um, priority of mine. Um, and I know a lot of them, to be fair, so maybe a, a healthy start, but just getting with them, how can we work together? How can we make this relationship sustainable and a positive one? So we, you know, player exchange, you know, one of our uh, PDA, for example, we're a, a massive club in New Jersey and, and some great people there. We've had five or six players move on to their club because ultimately they maybe weren't getting as many minutes as they'd like and 
you know, we need them to be in an environment where they're still getting great training and they're being looked after. Um, and obviously, that's that becomes a two-way street versus a we want your best player um, because ultimately we don't think that's a, a relation, healthy relationship or a sustainable one. We still want the top talents, but it's the 1%. That's all we're interested in. We're not looking to take four and five from here. It, that's, that's not success in our mind. Um, and I think building those relationships with those clubs will put us in great um, position f- down the line because... You know, there's a trust there. There's a there's a two-way street and a respect between the organizations. Uh, and I think it's only going to get better. Tell me the academy's role when it comes to a player like John Tolkien signing an MLS contract because his options could have been stay with USL if maybe someone or even himself thought he wasn't ready. Or is he thinking, do I go to college at some point? Wh- what role do you as the academy director in a relationship that you have with him and then – I'm sure everybody else kind of thrown in there because it's a big choice for for a 17-year-old to say, I'm ready to play Major League Soccer. I'm going to kind of put everything else on the back burner. Yeah, I was coming in and was getting to know John uh, first and foremost and and really having conversations with him and getting an idea of what he wants because ultimately that's the most important thing. What what does he want? Where does he see him? Um, From our standpoint is, you know, does he have the level, which we knew he did. He's a fantastic young talent, um, you know, very brave, courageous, you know, problem solver in possession. So takes a lot of the boxes, hard working. So for us, finding out that he wants to be a pro was the first step. And from then, okay, how do we make this happen? Speaking with Dennis, the sporting director, you know, he obviously committed to go to college um, and, and verbally committed. But once we knew his mind was be- wanting to become a pro, meeting with the family, making sure that everybody was aligned. And ultimately, you know, you're enough people involved and we're doing our due diligence, you get to the correct answer. Uh, and I couldn't be more happy for the, the player. He had a great preseason uh, in, in Florida. was down there and he's, you know, he seems to be really enjoying it. And I think uh, everybody feels like it was the right decision. And probably a similar question, your role when it comes to a player like Caden Clark coming into the New York Red Bull system, signing a USL contract. I know we spent some time with you at the Barca Academy. Um, so that almost seemed like a seamless transition where you opened, the door was open and it was probably easier for him to walk in knowing that he already had a relationship with someone like yourself. Yeah, Caden's a special talent. Um, when I, you know, I first got the, the position, you look at players and philosophy players, who fits the philosophy. And he, he takes a lot of the boxes that we look for in a, in a player and, and someone so young as well. So we're ecstatic to have him sign with the USL. I, I think this is going to be an opportunity for him to really grow uh, and his development to be accelerated because of playing with a, a top USL program like our like our, that we have. He's uh, you know here training at his first game today, so we had a chance to watch him and really excited uh, about what he's going to do uh, here at New York Red Bull. Was that is that kind of the best part of the day for you? There was a scrimmage out here today that you can just go out in an, in, in a way I'm sure evaluate and really look at what's going on, but you can just watch. You can just watch the game and see all of these different players, some academy players, some USL, but so many players that you have contact with just go out and perform. It is. It's very rewarding. I think that's success in our eyes. You know, we'd um, Connor Maurer, Bryce uh, Ravel was out there, a lot of uh, current academy players playing in the game, and, you know, this. it's what the club's built on. It really is. Our foundation is the academy and the youth, and, you know, again, I reference the youth programs that Dave Jervis and all of his staff do an unbelievable job with. You know, that's that's where it starts. The talent coming through the, their programs into our academy is absolutely essential in order for us to take the next step with us 
and then ultimately that next step going to pro. So some of these guys have been with the club since they were 12, 13 years of age. So I think it's exciting to watch some of those top talents take the next step. So we kind of sit where we're doing this interview in the first team building. I know the academy building on the other side of the complex, but the fields are all connected. How much fun, and maybe I'd have to talk to one of the academy kids, I guess, but I'm sure you have a sense of it. How much fun is it for them to be training and practicing on the same fields? They could look across the way and say, oh, there's the MLS team. There's the guys that I watch during the course of the weekend. Those are the guys that I want to be. To have everything be on the same complex makes it all that much more relatable and connected. It was one of the, the things that really attracted me to the position uh, is how connected it is and how genuine the connection is. Um, we're, you know, we played NYCFC. Uh, we hosted them up in uh, the academy side. The first team we're training, the whole team came up to the academy field to talk to the players, all the first team. Got Chris Armas got him in a circle, chatting them before the game. You just don't see that, you know, and it was just the parents were there and they were applauding the players and it was just, again, just genuine. It wasn't for any other reason than the guys were just excited to let them know that we're here, we're, we know who you are, we're supporting you. And uh, I thought it was a great moment, uh, to be fair. Um, but also it, it happens every day, you know, that the guys are, if they're not training with them, they're coming and watching. You know, the 19 Academy were down watching the game. They're leaving for an event. They're down here watching, seeing some of their teammates playing there. It's a very visible connection, both from the players and the staffing standpoint. Everybody's in it. We're all in the same, you know, in it for the same reason. You know, for the organization to continue to grow, for the organization to continue to develop and improve. And ultimately, you know, our first team. Like, everybody's behind them. And I couldn't be more excited for the, this upcoming season, having been at preseason and the, the unbelievable vibe that I have down there, the, the guys, the work rate, the quality, Chris and his staff. It's, um, I truly believe, having come at the maybe back end of last year, I couldn't be more excited uh, for the start of the upcoming season. You just said that dreaded five-letter connection, NYCFC, talking about a game that took place up on the academy field. Um, made me think of this, just kind of off the cuff. Are the rivalries that exist at Major League Soccer the same on the academy side? So when a Red Bull team plays NYCFC, DC United, Philadelphia Union, is the energy right there because they know that's our biggest rival as we continue to go through the club? Absolutely. Listen, we, we believe in doing everything professionally and, and amicably, and, but when it comes to game day, it's, it's game day, and, and you're getting after it. The players feel it, the staff feel it. When you play the MLS clubs, there's a different feel. You know, there's a different feel to it. There's definitely a um, a rivalry that will be here for as long as certainly be before me and after me. And I think it's healthy. And those are the games that you find out the players in the big moments. Uh, and can they, you know, can they step up and perform when it matters? And even at the youth level, maybe not playing in front of, you know, 20,000 people at Red Bull Arena, but ultimately it's a big stage and there's different emotions and different feelings. So you get to feel who can control them and who can perform uh, at the, those top level games. But, Listen, you're gonna, we're going to win a lot of those. We're going we're gonna to lose some of them as well. So it's all part of the process. Um, and ultimately, we're excited every time you go into one of those weekends. We have a friendly this weekend, a Sunday, against the 15th and 17th from NYCFC as we both prepare for GA Cup. You know, it gets both of us prepared and ready for games that we're not going to see each other. But I guarantee you, friendly game or not, it's going to have a little bit of an edge to them. And, uh, you know, both groups will, will get after it. Friendly in quotations, right? <laughs> Friendly in quotations. I think what you did there, talking about how exciting those games are, you may have opened up a whole new avenue for us to broadcast some academy games for New York Red Bull Radio. Gordon? 
give that some thought, okay? We'll, we'll let you <laughs> chew on that a little we're, bit. Yeah, we're definitely in for that. <laughs> Sean, one more thing before, before we wrap up, and I really do appreciate your time. You are a native of Ireland, so you grew up probably viewing the sport of soccer, football, in a whole nother light. Um, in that part of the world, that that is the sport. You come to the United States, you work with Delco, you're with the Barca Academy, um, and this will probably be a real fun way to make sure that we have you come back on during the course of one of these episodes. If I said to you, what's wrong with soccer in the United States, what does your head automatically think of? It never goes to what was wrong. It goes to what we're doing right. We are making massive strides. I think we're professionalizing um, the older youth teams, which is a, a must-have. Uh, I think, obviously, there's more young players now being signed to first teams um, that they're able to get there and play on our second team as a massive part of our development pyramid, you know, and get there, play minutes, learn what it's like to be a pro. I think that kind of next step has been a huge um, bridge from youth to pro uh, and essential for us. I think clubs are investing in, in their staff, um, the right people, more staff. Again, I alluded to it. You know, an academy director used to have to do everything. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we've been very innovative in that regard. And, like, no, this is, we want someone who's going to be soccer specific on the field and someone who's handling the day-to-day the -day operations. It just allows the people who are either experts in that area get the job done to the best of their ability. And we have some top, top young talents. We have top players. Um, I mean, everybody is talking about the guys that are doing so well in Europe and the young players playing in the different leagues. But we have top young talents here in the U.S. as well. So... I never look at it as what is what is wrong. I look at the positives and then how can we build on them. And I've been what here 18, 19 years now and how much the game has grown and how professional it's become from the youth level all the way through to the, the top at the MLS has been unbelievable. I, I think we're making amazing steps and amazing growth. You know, all these new expansion teams will, will tell you it's, it's the same thing. The sport is starting to become a part of the culture. Which me is uh, this is I grew up only maybe with this sport, still love the other sports as well. <laughs> the U.S. has taught me that, but it's starting to become part of our culture, and I think that's when we can take the next step. Sean, really appreciate you coming by. Uh, in closing, I think the one thing that we learned today is that you owe Ryan Brooks some sort of lunch because he seems to be your right hand man. You definitely raised his stock today on our <laughs> podcast. Um, I, I hope we get to do this again because I am I'm so interested in in what you do and the connection between all the teams, starting with the academy. Um, but, again, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the preseason, getting ready for all you have with the academy stuff, uh, the USL and the MLS team as well. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That's Sean McCafferty, the Red Bull Academy Director. Our thanks to Gordon Stevenson. We'll continue with more podcasts on the New York Red Bull Radio Network. I'm Matt Harmon. Thanks, as always, for listening.